This episode of the We Are Birmingham podcast is sponsored by footygreets.com. Hi, it's Paul Devlin here. I heard your force field here. This is Neil Dans. Rowan Vine here. Birthday, wedding, anniversary, or any occasion. Personalised video messages from your favourite footballers. Footygreets.com. Hello and welcome to the We Are Birmingham podcast. I'm Chris Golding. I am Matthew Elliott. And how have you been, mate? Uh, good yeah, weekend. Um, it was a good weekend. It was, or well, it was a good weekend, sporting-wise for for both of us, obviously. Uh, yeah, much better than we have been the last, uh, or much better than I have been the last few weeks. Certainly, think everything seems to be sorting itself out. Covid, um, COVID passed on. We yeah well I mean the self isolation stuff has been and gone so we're uh, escape that yeah whether or not it's very difficult to to know what's been going on really in terms of who had it who didn't but we're done we're free at least for now anyway uh, but more importantly mate how are you yeah it's um I had a nice weekend. Um, with some shit news that people might have seen um, since we it, over the weekend and and early this week uh, that my dad passed away. Um, just wanted to say thank you to everyone for the the messages that they sent over Twitter and um, and whatnot, and just thank you for the support. Uh, another Blues fan on the on the roof of the main stand, um, sitting there to support the team and bring us on. It's uh, it's shit, but unfortunately he hadn't been in great health, and it was uh, it was something that was coming for a, a while to for him. And unfortunately, um, probably doesn't make it any easier though, does it? No, well, it's always sad, but it's uh, it's it's part of life, isn't it? It's something that you have. Everyone has to deal with. Everyone has to go at some point. So it's a shame, but. You have to sort of uh, keep right on, should we say, and and move forward. So, absolutely. I mean, you've been. Is, I've this, obviously this, been speaking this, to you. I was going to say this is last... for you, Dad. <laughs> yes, I was going to say that we've obviously been speaking to you quite a lot uh, this week since. Well, every day, every day actually, even before <laughs> even before it happened. But yeah, um, yeah, and you're doing like a really good job of keeping stuff together, mate. So, as as you say, keep right on, and then. It, as you say, for your dad, uh, we'll, we'll dedicate this podcast to your dad, and and I'm, I'm going to dedicate it to you as well, mate. So wow, I don't need it, <laughs> but he he's a uh, before he went, he did get a win. So uh, well, that makes a change, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that's what he was, maybe that's what he was waiting for. Chris. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's what he was <laughs> just. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that it took so long then, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what he was waiting for. But yeah, he got the. Uh, he got a win before he moved on, so should we have a chat about it? That's yeah, let's have a chat about it. You, you, it's funny how you you mentioned the bit about like hanging on for so long, you know, just to add a, maybe like a small bit of humour to it. I, I think I've mentioned this to you, but I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the podcast before. Remember the run with Lee Clark where we hadn't won at home for like a whole season or. Do you mean you mean the time that I kind of blanked out and <laughs> you decided yeah. to forget about it? Yeah. yeah. Well. Um, and I think there still might be tweets to, uh, 
as evidence for this that I decided I wasn't going to shave until we won at home. And obviously we went through that season and um, we didn't win. So then I obviously had to continue growing over the summer period and pre-season. I think we did win the first, the, the first game at, uh, at home. You don't look like you've shaved since, to be right. honest. Uh, no, I know, basically <laughs> haven't. Bright, I, think, I think we won 1-0 at home to Brighton or something, I, I want to say. I think it was Wes Thomas that scored. Anyway, um, yeah, I, have, well, I haven't shaved since because my missus at that point had said, like, there's no chance you are growing that, that you are shaving that off. Obviously, she doesn't like my face. So she wanted it covered up with, with however, and obviously my child or my young, my out my oldest. Well, we had our oldest by that point, and she um, wouldn't probably wouldn't have recognised me either. So yeah, we should just point out you have trimmed it since. Uh, yeah, just, I have trimmed. Yeah, it's not it's not, it's not like down, down, down by knees. my knees or whatever. No, no, yeah, I have trimmed. It does need another trim right now. Actually, tangled in with pubes. Can't be asked. Yeah, can't be asked to get my haircut. I get like terrible haircut anxiety sometimes. I just, I used to have my own one back when I lived in England to just go to the same one all the time. But now I go to this new place, which and it's a nice place, but you don't know who you're going to get, and I just don't know how much I trust people like, to cut like my a hair. Box of chocolates. Yeah, you don't have that problem, do you? So you're all right. But shut up, prick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on Let's... to the task in hand. So Brentford. Yeah. So first half, really good first half. I thought we set up really well. The shape was set up. We were very solid defensively. I mean, there was there were moments. I think you're always going to get moments where you. It was. You, yeah, especially early on. They're still they're still learning to play together, aren't they? So mm-hmm. you're always you're always going to get moments. But generally, I mean, from what we were used to last season as well, it's worlds apart. Let's be honest. It, and you say it mentioned like the organisation. It was like the players knew their jobs, but not only did they know their jobs, they knew what their teammates were supposed to be doing as well. Yeah. Um, and that's been unheard of for a little while. I think a little while. Yeah. Harley, it, Harley actually, Dean looks like a completely different player as well. I thought those two in terms of willingness uh, of, as well. Apart from one, like really jump, wild, yeah. wild. So what he slid, he slid in. He, I think they came down our right side, and he came out and nearly scythed one of their players down. He obviously their player skipped over him, whatever. Yeah. Um, but he was just so he was so committed. He looked like he cared. Well, they all did yeah. really. Um, I thought, yeah, I say I thought he'd play, him and friend were very very good uh, as a partnership. Uh, in the middle there now the standout if if you're going to look at anything I'm going to get this out of the way I got slated for having an opinion on Pedersen now I'm a big fan of Peds which we've we've spoke about before I think that he's a good player a very good player Um, when he's on it when he's on it after lockdown he didn't look the same there was the rumours of Watford Mm -hmm. and he looked shaky at times there was a header back into the box. There was a penalty that he should have given away. I mean, I know he made the block from the, the header that he put back into the box after Gcock had made the save, yeah. was it? Um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And, and so, actually, that header back into the box gave him better stats because he'd have made the block. 
So yeah. when you look at him making team of the week in certain areas, it's giving him better stats through something that he's messed up from. But he did he did some good things, was, but he also did a couple of like wild, just stupid things. And as you've quite rightly said, one of those was that header across the back of the box. Not under a lot of pressure at that point either. It was a bit no, after. Yeah, but as we've seen before, he doesn't need to be under pressure to to, to make mistakes, make yeah. mistakes sometimes. But I mean, as a whole, the team played really, really well. We, did, I thought. we didn't concede, so we can't complain too much. We lived but a little dangerously sometimes. They, they, um, the, the coaching staff, I'm sure, will take a look at that and say, "Oh yeah, cut, cut it out." <laughs> so Bear I don't think there's any harm in fans talking about it. No, absolutely not. And you know, it's it's a great start. We needed we needed that win. Um, Adam Clayton, I've got to, I've got to say, I was uh, skeptical. I've always thought when I used to see Adam Clayton playing for Huddersfield, I thought he looked really, really good. And some of the, t- some of the times I've seen him play for Middlesbrough, I thought he looked really good as well. But I wasn't sure how good he still was. But I thought he dictated play quite nicely for us occasionally. Got his foot on the ball, calmed us down a bit. An awesome rugby tackle in that second. Quality. That second could have, could have been three times for that. Oh, game. mate, honestly, like you, I mean, and clearly between him and Sunjic, they are going to rack up yellow cards this season. I think we're going to see a lot. We're going to need, you know, Gary Gardner and uh, and another midfielder in there as well for for backup. And hundred um, percent. I'd like to see Gary Gardner play more games anyway. But <clears throat> it, yeah, I mean, he was he was great. I, my, um, I thought. Um, Sanchez would look, look pretty good as a as, as a debut for his first game in England. Thought he was ready to get in amongst it. He looked a little, obviously a nice little assist. Yeah, very, is that very, like... very one-footed, but then at the, at the same time didn't look af- afraid. Should we say with with Hutter, he looked very one-dimensional with his one foot, whereas I think Sanchez looked yeah. a bit more. A, a bit more like he can create that yard of space for himself to get himself onto that left. And foot. that's a difference it's kind of weird how it's like you when he cuts inside um it's almost like you're watching someone play a really uh, an older generation game of of fifa just because he almost like he didn't have to dribble around anyone he kind of just glided past them in you yeah. know it's a, a it lot of so people a lot of people mentioned that didn't they a lot of people mentioned the fact that he seems to glide yeah it's, it's bizarre because it's like it's like you expect him to have that sort of uh, coloured circle around his feet <laughs> and his name next to it. As he says. I'm used to having the uh, the little triangle above the head, mate. For me, you know, yeah, Pez. Yeah, yeah. I kind of I haven't done Pez properly for for a long time, but he. But I thought he was really good. Uh, Duke. I mean, considering he'd had about two or three set half day sessions training after being out injured for Absolute nearly a month. Again. What a warrior! How just. I'm surprised he wasn't. Did he get brought off on the end? Or did he manage to do the ninety minutes? No, he did. But it, was, it was only for like the last ten minutes or so. I think. Yeah, it wasn't long. Uh, the absolute warrior. Bear, bear uh, in mind, I was in a tent and the signal was not great, so it kept freezing. So if I'm off <laughs> by five or ten minutes, then I, I apologise. But yeah, he, 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 I'm sure he got taken off because uh, George came on. It was a. Uh, uh, yeah, he was very, very, very good. Um, In fact, he didn't come off for George. I think they they went on together, didn't Gary they? Gary Gardner. Gary yeah. Gardner came on. Came for on for him, him yeah, and yeah. they shifted back, changed shape again. But no, all in all, uh, so we lived dangerously. It was a good. It was a nice header, clever header for the goal. Um, but I think they'd obviously looked at 
Brentford were paying so much attention to Duke and to Pedersen and to Friend and to Dean in the box. And I know they zone all mark, but Bella was just left completely alone to do to do what he wanted. And I think just just think, just about beat the first man with the cross. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's great if we're gonna start doing that because we know our corners very rarely beat the first man, but <laughs> But it was it was a clever corner, I think, based on the fact that Brentford had just been paying attention to all our taller, more physical players and just left Bella to drift in or sort of ghost in at that, that near post and just nod it in. I thought it was really well worked. Yeah. If Blues have done their homework on that and realised that that was a vulnerability for Brentford, then fair play to, to Karanka and his, and his team or his team of analysts because I mean, it looked like it was... We made the joke about you know not beating the first man, but it looked like it was you know a planned set piece for me. So it, no, it's really good. It did look it did look like it, but even if it wasn't, we'll uh, we'll give it them. <laughs> I mean, if and you're all... if if you're attacking in the six yard box, at least put the man attacking the front post because if it, if the ball doesn't reach in there, you've got someone in there, haven't you? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Like we said, we we mentioned last week, he, um, Bella scored with his head against. Uh, was it Brentford last time? No, it was Leeds. Uh, no, wasn't that it? was Leeds. Leeds it? it was Leeds. Yeah, from the, yeah. the Pedersen corner. So he's obviously got a useful head on him as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it was it was very good. Good shot. Um, obviously, we had another uh, full team, first team professional debut for an Zach un- G. Un- I was going to say an <laughs> unlikely player yeah not one that anyone really expected but Karanka had Unexpected. massive faith yeah. in him to to go out he'd been he'd been training with the team he'd played the pre-season games and Etheridge obviously hadn't been hadn't had a training session had he hadn't met everyone so no yeah it is. I think if I'd had half a session with him or something like that hadn't he um I saw a lot of people saying I can't believe they haven't played Etheridge, but and it was a massive call and it was ballsy. And was it really? I don't know. I think he's obviously it's a sign of Karanka being a kind of just how precise and how much of a perfectionist he is. That you know he obviously the communication between a goalkeeper and his back four and understanding the way your players are playing in front of you and the way the team play is obviously a massive deal for. Uh, for him yeah. so and he said he knew like midweek when Pietro went down no no matter who they brought in as a goalkeeper he would play Gcock as Gcock would be his starter he knew that even though Gcock didn't find out till Saturday morning yeah apparently yeah. but Ramos someone like that come back <laughs> when you're talking about keepers coming in Imagine we may he, he, well you know he's another Spanish player <laughs> yeah. so we've had we've had a few yeah, world's most pointless loan signing coming back again. Could happen. <laughs> Wouldn't surprprise me. No. Um, so, so that gone. No, no. I was just going to say, yeah, the, the, Zach came in. Obviously, played very well. Um, but had a had a great. I can't can't see him keeping that place away from Etheridge. But it, it's. I think that the thing that people were probably saying with Karanka was that. It was it was a shock because I think a lot of managers will probably go right. We've got our keeper, even though he hasn't played. He's a senior keeper. He's had so many hundred games for other clubs. He's going to come in and he's going to play. And yeah. I think from that point of view, it was it was very ballsy 
but he's obviously spent time with Zach and he, he knows what his game's about and that he trusts him to do it. So from that respect, it's probably not ballsy. It's uh, he, he knows that he's up to a level that he can he can perform. And, yeah. and he showed that, I think. He, he didn't look out of place. And I think, no, I, absolutely not. And I think that'll play... Um, cause I, he needs to play first-team football somewhere to continue his development. Because he will be a he will be a very very good goalkeeper at a good level at some point. So he's put himself in the shot. They've put him in the shot window for a loan there as well. I think. Yeah. Obviously, we have to find out what happens with Prieto, and if we do bring in another goalkeeper, maybe someone like you said, someone like Ramos again. <laughs> um, but I guess that's it's a nice segue into actually the signing of Efferidge, which has been on then off. And then he, well, he's had himself on, off, on, off. And but then I think it went, was it was it a bit of a? I think I think it probably was a wolf bomb in the end. I mean, we'd we'd it, it, weeks ago when we spoke about it before Etheridge was a was a definite possibility, but I think there was just somewhere down the line, whether it was with Blues and the player or Blues and Cardiff, uh, they just couldn't come to an agreement. Um, well, they couldn't find their way through, and somehow, they, you know, they've there's been an agreement they've there. It out, yeah. it's, they've worked it out. Whether that's, you know, I mean, Etheridge could have gone from Cardiff last summer for I think like seven million or something. Um, I think Etheridge had other uh, clubs interested in him, including Premier League teams. But I think it might have been a case of him sitting on sitting on the bench. So I mean, obviously, he wanted West, to come here. Was West Ham? One of them was well, talked about. I think West Ham was a recent one as well. Yeah, as well as that the, the, the last summer. But I mean, what is he? He's he's obviously had a very good season in Premier League. He played well the season they got promoted. He's quite a commanding presence. Another very well spoken uh, player as well as who can go and round to Duke's house with George Friend and they can discuss <laughs> Wittgenstein over a game of backgammon and a, and a bolognese. You know, so <laughs> po- polo in the garden when the weather's nice. Absolutely, and also like what is he? He's half Filipino, plays for the Philippines, doesn't he? Yeah, he must be. I mean, it's not Raul Dillo, who is seven foot three, one of the tallest Filipinos on the planet. <laughs> I think he's got to be close to that. Their average wow. height is like five foot three for a male over there. I'll, I'll trust in your. Uh, I'll trust in your expertise there, mate. In Filipinos. Well, I'll tell you a story, a quick story. <laughs> when, hang on, hang um, on. Is this is this safe to go out? Yes, it is. Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah, Filipino, not not Thai, not Thai. Uh, okay. Um, when not about Jeffrey. Uh, when, when when me and uh, myself and uh, Daniel Ivory went uh, out to Hong Kong for the first time, well, the first time Daniel went out um, for the start of the Carson Young trial. It was like April time, I think. I'm trying to remember now. Uh, in Hong Kong, you've obviously got there's a lot of Filipinos there that are that like it's almost like and he'll probably correct me uh, like lower tier workers, uh, house cleaners, maids, stuff like that. And um, one the time we whilst we were there one day there was like a Filipino holiday. I can't remember the name of it. Again, he'd probably he'll probably tell us. Uh, and we were out in I don't know if it would go Kowloon or we were somewhere that somewhere that day in Hong Kong walking out and about, and we went through this shopping mall. I mean, I'm not. I'm like five foot ten. Uh, I'm not. I'm not very tall. But it's the first time in my life I've walked into a shopping mall, and it was just all Filipinos on this like um, bank holiday. And I could see from one end of the mall, it was jam packed, 
could see from one end of the mall to the other, and there's just all these women, like just chin height or <laughs> even shorter, hundreds of them in this mall, and like I've never been able to see so clearly in a shopping centre in my whole entire life. But they're very small. Uh, I'm not sure what how tall the women are. They're probably under five foot in like average height, five foot. But men, five foot three. This is a bit of a tangent, isn't it? Very, but, very big tangent. <laughs> so I'm not sure how big Neil Etheridge's mum is, but I, I can't imagine she's very tall. That's all I'm saying. If you enjoy our podcast, please don't forget to share it on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Let people know that you're enjoying it. And also don't forget to rate and review us on all podcast platforms. If they allow it. If they allow it. Cheers, guys. News just in. <laughs> Neil Etheridge's mum is actually six foot five. I made yeah, that bullshit. up. <laughs> 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 right, so we've had a, a few other players. Obviously, Etheridge came in. We've had a, a couple of other players. Should we start with Anu number nine? Not, our new, not number 40 anymore. Our new number nine, old number 40. Yeah, Scott Hogan returns. First thing first, do you think that the whole thing about not having number nine last time was that they were waiting for someone to come in permanent and that they're now bringing in? Because it seems a bit bizarre that it was just vacant all this time. It's not important, obviously. It's just the number. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't look too much into squad numbers i don't really it, it did at the time it seemed a bit bizarre it was almost as if they were waiting for another number nine to come in potentially then, yeah or was it just that they've waited for someone to come in permanent and it's like this is your number now four years boss is it yeah four years big deal as well, I mean, big deal. Four years? No, it's a big deal. It's <laughs> big a it's deal. a long. It's, it's twenty eight years old. We've shown that's a that's a level of commitment there that you know. It was, it, it's it's quite interesting actually. Um, there's all this talk about pre lockdown and post lockdown Hogan, and I think by his own admission, he said he just like he wasn't at the races when he came came back, and not many people were. No, and that, I think people need to remember that. Um, yeah. Looking, we, we weren't we weren't creating chan- a, 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 an abundance of chances, shall we say? But there was like, he had about four chances for the whole of the whole of lockdown, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. And one of them was a penalty, and the other the, oh, the another one was, one was the follow up, and one one was a header at West Brom, <laughs> and the other one I think had a first good chance at Fulham, Which, didn't he? As well, but. you look at with headers, you don't really put him down as a header of the ball, but if that chance falls to Duke, then it's it, it's almost like it's the wrong player that's in the wrong place. Can head the ball, though, can't he? We've seen him, yeah, we've seen uh, him score. But you don't but... put him down as a a guy who's going to put away 10 goals with headers. No, no, no absolutely not. Um, but I'm, I'm pleased to see him back. I know a lot of people sort of touch and go on him. Um, he obviously really wanted to come back. He said himself, there was interest from other clubs as well. And he's chose to come back to us. They've again, they've took their time working it out. He was on a big wage at Villa. There's obviously been like Villa don't want to sub sub the wage. They probably don't want to. They want to get him off the books completely. Blues didn't want to pay the wage. There's probably a case of you know Blues paying a fee, then Villa using it to just pay him pay off his first season. Yeah, well, that was uh, was it the, the um, was it Gardner or was it the Hutter deal? 
that it the hot, was... That was the kind of hot gardener was kind yeah. of a similar sort of thing, wasn't it? But Was the fee then to pay some wages off potentially or something like that? Is it, it could be a similar thing to yeah. that. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see him back here. I think when you've got Bella and Sanchez and... Uh, you know, Lico come in at some point. You've, you've got Clark. Crowley there. Toro, yeah, we'll get on to that. Stop, <laughs> stop it. Sorry. Uh, you've got crisp bomb. <laughs> you've got a crisp bomb. Oh, a crisp bomb. Crisp bomb. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, crisp bomb. No, I crisp bomb. <laughs> uh, I was. I'd be keen to see how he. I think he'll work well, you know, playing on the shoulder, last defender, you know, being able to try and beat the offside trap. When you've got players as clever as that and behind behind him, being able to thread thread balls through to him, etc. I think he's going to do pretty well for us. Um, he's probably going to take, well, like most of our players that we've signed this summer, going to take a while to get up to match fitness. But you know, it's another another good option, and he's quicker than people think as well. Like, I think he's deceptively quicker than people think, and yeah. also after because he's he has such a, an instinct for goal scoring that he's we've seen him do it twenty odd goals or twenty goals for Brentford in in this league, you know, and seven goals in eight games for us. He's he think he's got. He, he thinks quite quickly as well, so he knows where where to get to. And if we're creating chances, which we weren't doing after lockdown, and his, if his head dropped, you know, fair enough, he wasn't. He, he, you know, it's. I think it can be difficult for players. We talk a lot about confidence and where people's mental state is, and that. Should, I mean, that was obviously a factor for everybody in that team. Um, I'm pretty. I'm. I'm. Ex- I, I'll say it again. I'm excited. I'm. I'm glad he's come back. I think I probably would have liked to see a more physical striker come in, but you know, between him and Duke, got a mix there. Decent yeah, mix. and also there's like we don't. Karanka's here for three years. This is at the moment we're building a team to make us competitive again, or just make us average and yeah. not shite. Yeah. Make us okay again, you know. Um, and you know, I think we're well on the way to doing these, that. These these are the foundations, I think, to to start. Absolutely. Sort of building your uh, adding your key pieces to afterwards yeah and you know next good you know, Jan- <laughs> see where we are in in, in january uh, and you know we might need to bring someone else in if we're competing uh, at the top end of the table but you know ultimately let's just let's just go and consolidate this this season and i think he's a really again another smart signing probably again on our terms and not paying too much it um it's, it's good yeah, good business. Totally agree. So, moving on from Hogan, there was another Spaniard coming. Uh, Oriol Soldevia. The uh, I think he's known in uh, Spain as the Spanish David Davis. Is he? I made that up. Oh. Um, so yeah, he was recently with I Barcelona. Hook line sinker then. Yeah, the David Davis, big name. Yeah, massive. Yeah, massive over there. <laughs> So he was uh, obviously with Barcelona recently, had a couple of seasons with those, um, 19 years old. Looks to, he's left footed. I mean, there's not a lot of footage of him online. Um, I saw a couple of videos of him. Um, Very difficult to judge. Looks like he could play an eight. Looks like he could play a 10. Looks mobile. Um, Ultimately, probably under 23s first and then. 
see how he goes. Yeah, there's been no announcement from the club, but he's kind of. We, I mean, we had last at the beginning of the week was that I think that he was uh, on trial. Yeah. There, there were other clubs interested in him, so I would suggest they've probably seen enough from him in, in those few days to say, let's get this tied up now and not piss around and let you know someone else come in and nick him. Yeah. So from that respect, um, he was obviously. Uh, from Cornea, uh, originally from Cornea, where a lot of Barcelona's youngsters come from, which people need to remember this as well, that they, um, they're kind of a, a foundation or a hotbed feeder club yeah. for, for for Barcelona. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if he was on our radar, on our radar, on our radar, um, maybe through. I need to remember his name. Is it Andre Manzano? Yeah. The sporting director, sporting director of Cornea, who is is it Apple or similar to Apple Manzano? Is that not Apple? I thought it was Andre Andre Manzano. Andre yeah, I think Manzano or something similar to Manzano is Apple. Okay, I don't know, but he's (laughs) Manzano. uh, For those that don't know, is sporting director. I think at Cornea, he's played some part in bringing players to Blues, and I think he's still. Uh, involved um, has the ear of Christian Speakman, as far as I'm aware. Uh, probably played his part in bringing Fernandez over here as well. And I don't think Soldevier will be the only one that we see. I think we'll probably see some more youngsters coming over from there as well. Yeah, I'm sure that they've got a, a few on there, a few that they're following that have, have sort of came through that followed that same sort of route through. Just waiting for Barcelona to release their next raft of youngsters and see who we can take. And Messi. Yeah, well, you know, he could be moving at the end of the season. If we get promoted, Chris, okay. you never know, so, could be on the cards. And Manzano is apple tree. So apple tree, apple. there we go. There you go. Close. Well done, Chris. Good Close. Good knowledge. Close. Good knowledge. And of course, with the Chris Bomb. <laughs> there is, of course... Jack Clark, that's potentially one step closer to, to happening now. Why is, that, why is that a Chris bomb, by the way? Well, why is Jack Clark because, a Chris bomb? Because I said it earlier on when <laughs> when you were you told me not to say it, and I said it yeah. earlier in the podcast, literally uh, two minutes ago. Oh, got you. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. I'm... Not in general, just... <laughs> I yeah, I, t- I, t- I think I typed that tweet, you bastard. <laughs> you did? Yeah, no, sorry. I uh, yeah, clicked on the. Yeah. In terms of being on the podcast, it was definitely a Chris bomb. It was. It was, it was a Chris bomb. I yeah. give you that. Apologies. I'm. Uh, it's Friday. Because I was premature, as per usual. Premature Chris. Yeah. That's what Just they call me. Shooting his load too early. Yeah. So someone we haven't shot our load on, on too early was Jack Clark. So we've been talking about him for about a month. Thought it was off. Looks like it's back on again. Uh, close to signing now. Apparently. Potentially down in part to the bail deal. I mean, I t- in terms I of in, t- in terms of the players, it, look at the timing of things happening. Yeah, I mean, the, the timing. They're going to be happier to let him go, knowing that they've got someone coming in. Now it's. It, I mean, I don't think he would have featured at all for them, no. but. 
but you go that I bit can further. Sort, I can sort of see where you come. Bit from. further down the pecking order from where you might have been. Now there was there was talk when it was first sort of put around there that they were looking for someone to bring in before yeah, they let yeah. him go. You are right for that. Yeah. Now they brought someone in. Well, they have. Well, nearly. Some, I don't know. Some is it done some, yet? Um, not yet. No, some shit Welsh done. kid that's uh, some, been into Spain. Pro golfer, I think. Yeah. Is it? Sure. <laughs> Look very yeah. happy today. He's uh He's gonna. He's gonna be gutted. He can't concentrate on it on his handicap. I'm sure he's. He, I think. I'm sure. Yeah. He'll he's still got, be he just won't have. He won't have as much time, will he? <laughs> Damn, I have I to actually work. Part of the deal is they were gonna build a golf course right next to a training ground for him that he can just walk along to after training. Pitch and putt. But if they're, they're going to pay him 250 grand a week and pay 10 million pounds for a freaking loan, you know, after the years of them being pretty stingy for a Premier League club on wages, to be you know, fair, I w- it wouldn't to, fucking surprise me if they did that. To be fair, though, does it surprise you that Levy's gone and done a deal of terms where they're barely paying anything of the, the contracts or in terms of a transfer fee? Yeah, it's only for a season, but. I mean, we, we're sort of going off topic because we... Yeah, this yeah. But it doesn't surprise me that he's got something that's massively dropped, dropped in price. Look Could have joined us once, stuff. Chris. If oh, he had, I yeah. bet he would have been playing for fucking Warsaw or something <laughs> by now. Um, so on, so on to Jack Clark. Obviously, he had his breakthrough season at Leeds where he never really played. He never really started a lot. I think only started a couple of games. He mostly just came on as an impact of uh, 20 minutes, half an hour, uh, 45 minutes maybe. And... Basically, cause cause a lot of havoc. Uh, obviously, a kid with talent seems to have lost his way a bit. Had was on loan at QPR last season. Only played about five six games. Uh, only one of those games he was actually any good. Uh, did he go on loan somewhere else last season? Oh, he went to le- on loan to Leeds and barely played. He went back on loan to Leeds. Uh, back to Leeds on loan. Sorry, barely got a look in. Uh, and barely got a look in. Yeah. Obviously, a kid with talent. Obviously, a kid's maybe lost his way a bit. Um, I remember reading an article about him. Just he had a bit of a funny turn against. I want to say Leeds were playing Middlesbrough, and he collapsed maybe on the pitch, and he's never really been the same since. Apparently, so I, this is a low low risk uh, move for us. I I doubt very much we're paying a lot of money for him. I'd. I'd I'd be surprised if we were even paying much of his wages, if at all. Yep. Uh, it's an, Jose, a nice jo- option. Jose, sort us out, mate. Absolutely. Cranker said himself he was hoping he might be able to sort us out. But, I mean, as far as I know, it's a, a, a year's season-long loan. In fact, Blues News Gold tweeted about it this afternoon. So, I mean, we, we tweeted about them mentioning it anyway. And they said a season-long loan. I would might imagine it will be reviewed in January based on previous seasons on loan where if he hasn't played enough games go back he'll probably go back to Spurs and get loaned out somewhere else this is a big thing for him because I read an article about not that long ago where a Spurs um, there's a Spurs writer for a fanzine or um, the equivalent of We Are Birmingham was saying that if he doesn't go out on loan to the championship this season he needs to go to a League One team and start rebuilding his confidence Ten million pound player though, so he's obviously got some of that on. Well, he did have. I think that was when the uh, the original purchase was made. But sometimes that that throws extra pressure onto players, doesn't it? And it, 
uh, can sort of hold them back sometimes. So yeah, I mean, we've already spoken about pressure and you know with Scott Hogan a different type of pressure and just the, the mental stress that it can have on on, on a player. So yeah, yeah absolutely right. It's, it it may have played may have played a part there. Um, what Clark, what this starts this potential incoming, it looks like it's very close to being done now, does mean is the squads, including him, will be up to the, the twenty five uh, that were that were capped at in the league. I know you don't have to select all the players that are in your squad, but I don't think it makes any sense to have um extra players. To, yeah, or just to and, you know, almost like I uh, what what did we used to call them? The bomb squad. It's not there's no use having four or five players, you know, that Sarah aren't part of the squad. Nothing, yeah. yeah. So a lot of them are gonna to have to be moved on and I think like we probably won't go into it today. Um, but I think most people have a general idea of who those players are. And there'll be a bunch of youngsters that need to go out on, on loan as well. Yeah. They don't affect it because players under 21 don't affect it unless it's a loan. That's why Clark does affect it. Um, it'll be interesting to see how quickly they can get people moved out in the ne- next couple of weeks to create space. And just in case we do want to bring anybody else in, um, I think but, we could still probably do a centre-back maybe. But Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see maybe players that have either recently left the club on loan or have been close to a move away should we say that might be on their way out at some yeah. point so we'll see what happens over that over the yeah well that's one week. that's one for one for another day yeah. um which will you know there'll probably be a bunch of players going out to, between now and rot the rod room game I'd, I'd imagine so yeah <clears throat> so it was a funny tweet. Do you want to go on? Do you want to go no, on? no, I was what just going to say? say you wanted to uh, you wanted to to mention uh, JK's mate, didn't you? J- JK's mate, yeah. So Don Dong K. had a bit of a Dong Donkey. Dong had a bit of a tweet today, didn't he? Um, again, obviously it's uh, oh, eight or Karanka's birthday today. So happy birthday, uh, boss! Happy birthday, <laughs> AK forty-seven. Is he now? Is that, is that now? Yeah. I think I think so. Did I just make that up? I'm sure. I remember I'm we sure talked was... about it before, but I can't remember yeah. whether it was like this year or next year. I'm sure. Let's have a quick look. Ator Karanka is now 47. There you go. AK, AK 47. Have a bit He's of that. He's tattooed on uh, Raheem Sterling, Sterling's leg, especially for yeah. today. Yeah, so he's another player that could maybe come next summer. Who knows? Uh, yeah, so Don <laughs> tweeted today, um, not a gift for once, so shock horror. Just a picture. Uh, as a, yeah, as a birthday gift to Karanka, this man, there's a picture of himself in his full training gear, has been given a minimum three-year training pitch ban. Full kits, when we've made jokes about that before, uh, have also been taken away or, or taken away. Also, enjoy Ator. Um, fair no, play. I, I said to you, only, I said to you, only three years, and you pointed out minimum of three years. Minimum. So it's, yeah. Okay, take that. So yeah, just provide they don't fall out by Christmas, and he's got his training kit back on, and he's uh, you know no, doing the coaching no, no, with no. Craig Gar- no. Gar- Minim- Minimum of three years. That's, but, yeah. That that's written. <laughs> It's on Twitter. That means it has it's, to be true. It's on Twitter. It's a contract. Yeah, it's signed, <laughs> Read the contract, it's you fools. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fair play to him. Um, obviously, a lot of people made jokes around it. We made jokes around it um, quite incessantly. Um, 
Yeah, fair play. I can't look. This, the guy's still. We've got. We don't, don't go into it too much. But the guy's still got a lot to prove. But he's doing. This is helping, I think, raise um, spirits amongst fans. Certainly, like, and I don't mean to sound fickle because people know how I felt about him in the past, but he certainly um, come. I'm sort of coming around to his weird charms, whatever the, whatever they are. Um, obviously, we need to see what happens over the, the course of this season and, and beyond, really, for absolute proof, but... Fair play. I, I said when he'd uh, when he uh, was it very early on after the uh, when when the new dong came about, shall we say? And I basically when I think it was when Karanka was appointed, and he he sort of came out and said, and we've made mistakes, or I've made mistakes, and this that the other. Yeah. Um, and I came out then and I said, look, like clean slate now, but you've only got this. This is your last chance, basically. Clean slate, but you, you got a, yeah. He's, he's he's got a lot yeah. of making up to do, but you know he's going the right way. They've, everything yeah. they've done this summer would suggest to me that you know they're, they're doing things properly. Yeah. Um. You know if he's and let's be fair, he's not having his full kit or his training gear taken away because he wears it when he's walking his fucking dogs. We've seen we've seen pictures of it. Okay, so. <laughs> Right, he's got, when it, with his guardians, guardians of the galaxy fucking dog harness. <laughs> so we know he wears it out, but long, as long as he's not doing it on the training bits, you know, we all wear uh, blues merchandise, or most of us do, I, I think. So, does he buy it in the kitman sale when it's cheaper? I, yeah, I, probably not. Do you think he, think he buys it at all? I bet, do you think he puts it on expenses with the Gucci handbags? Oh, let, let, let's not go there again. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, sorry, sorry. Trying to be positive about your dong. So, um, yeah, fair play. I found it funny as well this morning. I, did, I chuckled to myself. Yeah. Um, Quick one then. Look at uh, look at Swansea. Last time that we uh, last time that we were heading to Swansea, it wasn't. We didn't come away with the best result. We weren't going with no. the the most positive of outlook, should we say, or anticipation. It was We got thoroughly pumped that day, didn't we? Was it yep. three 0 Yeah. And yeah. Luckily the uh England Aussies ashes followed on from that for the cricket and it made the day enjoyable. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Ben Stokes yeah. masterclass. Um <laughs> that and beer makes made us forget about it. So um but yeah, I mean last time round Pep in charge wasn't Weren't in great form, I don't think, were we at the time? I can't really remember, but it was just another game where we conceded three goals, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't think we were in, a, in, in great, having a great time of it at the time, and no. all looks a bit more optimistic now. It does. Swansea are still a good team. Obviously, another team that were in the playoffs, similar to similar to Brentford, who we played last week. Um, so look at that. They, I think they won. What they beat Preston one 0 last weekend. But by the look, that when I saw some of the highlights and the stats, etc., it looked like Preston had had like the majority of the ball and created a lot of chances. But obviously, similar similar to to us against Brentford, you know, ourselves came away with a one 0 win, and Swansea came away from Preston with a one 0 win. They, um, they lost to Newport two 0 in the. Uh... AFL in a Cup big, as well. in a big Welsh derby. <laughs> yep, yeah, um, massive. It's so, a, it's going to be an interesting game because it's going to be another test for our for our organisation and 
I think they obviously play nice, nice football. Um, they've got a manager that not only looks like a drug addict, but he's, I think he's a very good coach and Actually, he I'll, like to play. I think that he probably wishes that he looked like a drug addict, to be honest with you, but won't go on yeah. looks. Won't go on. Let's, let's not be mean. <laughs> the, the, it's a true story. You, you've just true. said he, you've just said he looked like, a, looks like a drug addict. I said he wishes that he did. So <laughs> yeah. Let's, think, but let's but let's not be mean. He just wishes he he, he was. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. No, they play just, good football. Just, you're just nasty. Um, they're obviously just very nasty. Not just a nasty piece of work. Yes. I'm a shit. You are shit. The, they've lost. Obviously, Rian Bruce has gone back to Liverpool. Looks like he's going to get sold to someone else in the Premier League for some daft money now as well. Um, they've got AU up front. They've got the. Uh, lad from Wolves Gibbs White as well who I think he scored the winner against Preston actually so they've got some good players it's going to be another another test for us I'm not going to say I am positive about going into it because I need that it's a bit like the dong thing I need to build up over time to feel positive about are you more we're going positive? the right way I am more positive I am hopeful you that hope we can get something yeah. from it um, and, hope, and hope is something that's been long missing <laughs> yes yeah um, sometimes hope is all we have, Chris. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, um, so, what do you, uh, team-wise, Etheridge comes in? I think the think? big Filipino's got to come in, number one, yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> him, not his mum. Yeah. He's got, um, I think... Five, that, you know, she is. I, I would, <laughs> she, she could do a job, um. <laughs> She wouldn't struggle on those crosses like Lee Camp used to do. She yeah, she could be. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I can, I can maybe only see that change being made. I thought otherwise over the pitch we, we were probably yeah. fairly solid. Uh, I keep, I keep the same Hogan team. Probably comes in. Yeah, for probably George or one of the others. Um, I would suggest the same team at Etheridge. I think, but Karanka is very. It's kind of he's a tactically astute manager we've already spoken about it like he there might be some matchups yeah, that he sees that he fancies that mm. he'll think well maybe I want maybe he wants Crowley in the 10 role he wants someone more mobile someone a little busier rather than just someone that's going to put their foot Terrell was very good last week in, in spells look, did look very tired after a while but um, you know maybe he might mix it up a little bit when he's looked at the matchups across across the field across the pitch can I, can I just jump in there while while you were talking about Terrell we didn't mention it earlier but that pass that he played across the field oh yeah yeah out, yeah out, out wide to the left now someone made the point that if De Bruyne does that it's replayed on Sky Sports yeah. for weeks and it is it was quality um, that's the type of pass that I play but no one ever gets on the end of it <laughs> yeah all right chris no, no, one's, tell, no one's on the same page <laughs> going back to terrell is very again staying on that subject is the a lot of people were quite surprised when they saw him starting i think you yourself were quite surprised you thought probably was going to start but and i think i mentioned this to you before the game and it did actually happen a few times is that you've got duke isn't super mobile okay terrell's not super mobile but as we've seen from his time at blues when he was here partner Clayton Donaldson a lot play behind Clayton Donaldson a lot he does like to try and get beyond the the uh, the what am I struggling to say the forwards for for our like our number nine our number for, 10 for, our, our forward. for the forward so for, for the forward <laughs> uh, and he did that a couple of times on 
on Saturday just gone. And that's, I think that's quite a, having him doing that, although you, they were playing a Crowley behind a, a Hogan and they get just gone on a slight tangent here. You, it mixes things up a little bit. And I think that was, that was probably in um, Karanka's thinking on Saturday. Um, I'd probably still look to do the same, set up the same uh, back on subject. I think I don't expect any changes. I, and I don't think you do either. I don't think many people would. Jacob, that's it. That, yeah, that, I think that's all I'd all I'd swap over. The beauty is we've just got options on the bench where we yeah. can actually make changes and like if if you want actually f- impact a game now. If you want someone with a, a the, to maybe carry the ball a bit more from that from those deeper midfield positions, you can bring in Gardner now, who's who's back in and around, and as yeah. he showed last season, he he looks quite handy at carrying the ball forward Absolutely, from deeper. Yeah, yeah. So there's that option rather than spreading. So with all that in mind, prediction. Bear in mind that we both, I think we both went for uh, defeats last week, didn't we? I did you I go for I, a draw? I think I said I we were going to get beat. I think you, I have think you said 1-0. I can't remember, to us. But no, I no, we, so we, sure. I, think, I think we said we would, hopefully it'll be the other way around. And it'll be uh, to maybe. us. Yeah. Um, I, think, I don't think either of us got it. So are you going to be more positive this week? I can see us get. I can see. I feel like I can see us getting beat, um, but I could also see us holding on for. I'm not. I don't think we'll win, but I do. I, I think we could come away with a, maybe a one-one or a nil-nil. I was going to say one-one. I'll yeah. take it. One-one. Yes, one-one. I'll go one-one. We'll agree on a one-one. <laughs> we'll agree on a one-one. Right. Hopefully, we do better, but we'll agree on a one-one and happy with that. Happy with that. Now. Until next week, enjoy the game, enjoy the weekend. Thanks again for all the messages and keep right on. Keep right on. Rest in peace, Dad.